Hi, and welcome to an episode of our Pulse In brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. SOC is an advocacy group committed to anti-racism, social justice, and BIPOC mental health. We provide community support and resources for racialized students. This year, our Pulse In is an audio project with themes such as love, unity, and social justice. These episodes were produced on the traditional territories of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples and the Spanish peoples. Could you please introduce yourself? Okay, um, my name is Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine Blendman. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, well, I say a graphic designer by day and illustrator by night, but overall just an artist. It sounds like you have a secret identity the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, could you also please let our listeners know um, your pronouns and what minority statuses you are a part of? Okay, well, I go by she, her, and I would consider myself Afro-Caribbean uh, or West Indian. That's what I can go as if anyone wants to refer to me as that. <laughs> um, so I know you sort of talked about your art career a little bit, but could you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Do you work or study full or part-time? Uh, yeah, I am actually uh, working right now um, in a graphic design position, uh, and I do study full-time as well. That's at OCAD University um, in Toronto. Uh, yeah, that that's a little hard to balance, but I'm managing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, you're definitely reminding me a little bit of a superhero here. Like, you definitely <laughs> <laughs> school by day and then, like, art and graphic designer by night. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, so what do you identify yourself as in terms of art? Do you see yourself as a professional artist or hobbyist? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I would have to say that I'm a fra- professional artist. I've been, like, this has been my path from for as long as I can remember, honestly. Um, I don't think I would want to do anything else. So, yeah, I would say I'm a professional artist. Okay. Um, how long have you been practicing as an artist and uh, how did you develop your skills? Well, um, I've been practicing, like I said, for most of my life, but uh, I would say I entered the industry like officially at the age of 16 because... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> because my, uh, my parents actually own a photography studio from where I am from in Barbados and... Um, they I kind of would spend my summers like learning and kind of working for them and then I actually officially got an internship at this uh design company and um then it was from there on I was going to school as well for it um back in the Barbados Community College I did their um visual arts um but not bachelor sorry associate degree and um yeah and then I wanted to go back into that same field kind of but with a focus in graphic design and that's why I ended up at OCAD so and I'm currently working in the field right now so like I said I've I've been doing this for as long as I can honestly remember (laughs) yeah for sure 
Um, so on that point, uh, can you tell me about your artistic accomplishments up to this point? Like, have you ever won like a graphic design art contest before? Uh, do you have an art website? Uh, have you sold your artwork before? Uh, kind of like examples. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, other than the little um, appreciation stuff in school, I don't think <laughs> I'm not a very competitive person per se. Um, like I don't like seek out um, competitions. Like it, my friends kind of have to like trick me into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> um but I'm trying to get over that. Uh, anyway, I, I have sold art and done commissions before, um, big pieces, but, uh, and I've done like graphic design work as well, um, like freelance work. So yeah, th those are my accomplishments. <laughs> um, so when you talk about commissions, uh, what do people usually ask you to design or draw, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> of course, yeah, sure. Um, well, drawing-wise, I really do a lot of portraits and caricatures of people um, and illustrations of people. So I really enjoy doing, um, like, the human figure and um, the faces and stuff like that. Um, uh, I more so do, um, like, what is the word? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I more so do, like commercial work for my graphic design side okay mm -hmm. that's cool is there any um any big companies you've worked for any company at all where you're like yep I designed the logo or like yep I designed the branding <laughs> um. well I mean I haven't been um lucky enough to do the branding and stuff for people but I do um I help out with managing, um, I helped out managing my parents' stuff in Barbados. And no, that's a lie. I have done some branding for another small business. Like more so, I don't think anyone in Canada would actually know them, but uh, um, something called Emerging Brands. I did their stuff, which is like a small business who brought together other small businesses. And um, it was it was really cool. Okay. <laughs> but like I said, it was more in Barbados. Okay. Yeah, but that's definitely like no small achievement. Like you definitely like, yeah, don't sell yourself short here. Like it's definitely, they're definitely like a big job there for you, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, the next question I have was, uh, was there a defining moment in your life that made you want to pursue art and or graphic design? Hmm. I, I don't know if I can pin it to a moment, but um I would I would always look at the designers in um because I've always been around the creative field because of my parents and their uh, the industry that they're mm. in um I I've always looked at them and what they were doing as like wow this is amazing I want to do it too you know mm. and then as I got older I kind of you know honed the skill of painting and um designing because I really enjoy painting. It was first a hobby and then, you know, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I'm going to mm -hmm. do. And then um, graphic design as well. I kind of, I, I saw what you could do with the computer by watching the designers in my dad's studio. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's always been a fascination of mine. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I was wondering, um, who inspires you? Like, who are your favorite artists? And if you want to shout them out or, you know, say like these are the people <laughs> that inspire me. 
Okay, yeah, sure. I have quite a few, actually. Um, one of my friends, she really inspires me. She's another um, artist that I met here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, her name, well, she goes by uh, <laughs> Emancipate on Instagram. Okay. And her name is Eman, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, another designer I'm really inspired by is another one of my friends, uh, Clyde. He is back in Barbados. He does really good um, designing. Another one of my friends, <laughs> um, Dean, he does really good um, graphic design as well. These are all of my favorite like designers, graphic designers okay. that I know personally. Um, Illustration-wise, I have a, quite a few friends from school who I am very inspired by, but like the, uh, the main um, people that I have looked up to I realized and I've been like following for over six years like on Instagram um there's this guy called um Piccolo. oh yeah yeah I follow him too yeah oh my gosh I love him I'm like a big Teen Titans fan and like I oh my I literally if you could see my wallpaper right now it's uh, artwork by him um <laughs> <laughs> and the other artist I've been following since the time she had been on Instagram, or at least to my knowledge, um, is a artist in, I think she's in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Winkle Beebe. Okay. She's really good. Really, really good. Um, I was very inspired by uh, Jake Parker, I think his name is, um, who does Inktober. Mm-hmm. Um, that was how I really got into um, growing my platform on Instagram because I decided that I'm going to share it every day. First, it was Snapchat. And then like, I don't use Snapchat anymore. <laughs> I'm old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I decided to do that. And those are the people who really and truly inspire me. Um, oh, wait, so sorry. I can't not forget um, my boyfriend. He is a tattoo artist in Toronto mm-hmm. right now. Uh, he goes by Softboy, and you can find him softboy.ca. And really, really, really good artist and illustrator. Well, multidisciplinary artist, honestly, and a very big inspiration of mine. Not just because you know he's my partner or anything. But feel free to shout out your own uh, your own Instagram title as well. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, well. I go by ugly, ugly art. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, very, very strange. Um, yeah, so ugly art, but the instead of U G L Y, it's U six L Y art. Yes, I know. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause when yeah. I saw your artwork, I saw the like the cool like your your um, name signature in the corner, and I thought I read ugly art. And I'm like, this is the complete opposite of ugly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to get. That's the reaction I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, the last question I have for this part was, uh, do you listen to music while creating? And uh, if so, who do oh, you yeah. listen to? Uh, well, that definitely varies. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, um, some really good artists that I listen to. Well, my favorite artist, because I'm a little biased. She's from Barbados. Mm-hmm. Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Rihanna. Um, I listen to Summer Walker. I listen to SZA, her. Um, I listen to George, um, Georgia. Cannot remember her last name right <laughs> now. Um, Georgia somebody. 
I, I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then it also varies from like Billie Eilish, Paramore. Um, I can go into like more alternative stuff. So it really does vary. And like, honestly, I am the biggest nerd when it comes to cartoons. So I literally will listen to like Adventure Time um, playlists and Steven Universe because I'm a child on the inside. And that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely listen to soundtracks like all the time. Um, so I was wondering, could you please describe the artwork that you submitted for this Pulse submission? Okay, um, well, it is of this girl, and um, kind of fairy-like, I guess. <laughs> she has a lot of plants around her, and the piece is actually called Grow. And um, it's mainly about manifestation and like uh, manifesting growth for 2021, because let's not even go on 2020 that is a mess of a year so I definitely um I felt like this piece represented in a way myself and um how I wanted to manifest growth for 2021 and so far honestly I think I have been growing (laughs) in 2021 yeah for sure I definitely feel like Obviously, everyone was hit by this pandemic quite hard, but I feel like as artists, like we've really had to adjust quite a bit. Mm -hmm, Um, Definitely. Like, um, for example, like I know a lot of artists would make money at comic conventions, like they would sell their art there. But then obviously because of COVID, Mm -hmm. we can't do that. And then everyone has to sort of move it online and... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure. It's definitely been a struggle for the artists of uh, COVID has really hit the artist industry very hard. Yeah, um, definitely. For sure. For sure. Um, I was wondering if you could uh, walk me through the steps of creating uh, your artwork. Well, um, I'm actually inspired by quite a bit of uh, the shows that I watch. And I, I watch a lot of Studio Ghibli films. Um, and obviously I recognize that um, they're set in a certain time like anime and on a whole is doesn't show many people of color or, or black people not people of color because that's not true or darker skinned people so I I was really inspired by that and I really love the fantasy of um of Studio Ghibli films and that was kind of the direction I was going for she's like a fairy and she's like um <laughs> she has all these plants around it's like a plant witch or something um so yeah that was that was uh one of the main inspirations behind it yeah for sure I, I would definitely watch an anime about that <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. uh maybe the plot could be like 2020 happens and she's like no I am determined to like grow as an artist and as a fairy, like who's passionate about art. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, the next question I was going to ask you uh, was about the title. So you said it's called Growth. Um, is there anything more you'd like to add about what inspired the title? A little bit more. Uh, like like I said before, um, it was just because I was in a really dark place in 2020 and. I'm sure everyone else was, you know, like this, uh, that had been a really hard year for many, many people. Um, so 
it, it kind of stemmed from uh, the, I, I hope, trigger warning for anyone with like Black Lives Matter um, triggers. Um, but remember the George Floyd um, death and I, that that really affected um, my life because like I have you know people in my life who are around his age and could possibly be in his um, in his life life situation like it doesn't call for anything so I um, I was really affected by that and then like a depression I, I have um, I have high functioning depression and it's it I, I had many very dark episodes um during 2020 so I was like you know what this year I'm determined to grow and you can't have flowers without rain right mm-hmm. so I, I was like I'm gonna use my hurt and my pain to grow from it you know um would you say that's like the what your artwork is telling if it was telling a story that's what it would be telling in a way it's a way to sort of persist and grow yeah definitely persist and grow because I have this little cactus and this dude will not die and I'm like yes dude I am with you on that wave (laughs) (laughs) I don't kill it or anything (laughs) um but yeah definitely um so next question I had for you was what does your art teach us about the past and the future um I guess it teaches how you can overcome um, how you can overcome your problems and I mean it's it's like <laughs> a lot deeper if I want to explain it that way but you know because you have to find beauty in your past so you can have a good future right <laughs> yeah for sure what emotions do you hope that your artwork will lift in others? Like what emotions do you hope people will see when they look at it, um, your artwork? Mm. Well, this piece in particular, I I definitely, I felt very peaceful and very tranquil and um, kind of motivated, but not like in the, aha, I'm going to go and do this, you know, like kind of just like, I have the strength within myself to do X, Y, Z, you know, and I hope that's what it shows other people. That's the emotion that I hope I get, you know, not just it's a pretty picture, which I hope people think it's a pretty picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, 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 I wanted a sense of calm because we had a very turbulent 2020. So that's what it was all about. So I was wondering, what are your thoughts on representation in the arts? Hmm. Representation in the arts. Well, uh, right now, at least um, in the public eye, because like there's more like online, at least uh, like most things have gone online right now. In the in what I have seen um, and what the public would have seen. More so than like, for example, there's deviant art and that's like strictly artists, you know, and uh but like instagram for example instagram is like definitely my biggest um platform and focus at the at current um 
at least in, for my illustration, um, I don't find that there's a lot of representation, even uh, that's actually one of the decisions I've made as to, you know, try and include more Black people in my art. I draw mainly Black people, and it's not because I don't want to draw any other race. It's just because um, I don't see many online, like only if you follow specifically a Black artist, um, they include um, people of color or darker colors um darker skin tones and um I even do find that uh there isn't much representation for like South Asians and um other Caribbean people and indigenous people as well I find that there isn't as much as much as I would like you see you know long flowing hair that is dead straight you know and yeah for sure and, <laughs> You know, I, I and there is totally fine because I can't even lie. I do that too. I draw some of it, but um, I just I think it's good to include that in your art because not everyone looks like that, you know. And it shouldn't be the quote unquote ideal standard. So I'd like to draw what I see and what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely, I definitely understand that. I know the the comic book industry and I guess sort of in tie with the movie mm -hmm. industry, they've been, they've been pushing out, you know, more representation. Um, like I've definitely yeah. seen it done very well in like movies like Black Panther, for example, um, where it's like predominantly like black cast and, yeah. you know, you have the natural hair and yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of another one I really liked. Uh, there was this TV show. Uh, it was it was a Marvel one. It was called Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, that was really good. And I was just thinking like, yeah, that's another example. But obviously, it would be great to see more representation in the yeah, future. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, even for example, um, I really loved um, Into the Spider-Verse. That was amazing. I mm. like, As a designer and as an illustrator, that was like the perfect blend between two worlds and the representation and the fact that he was like bilingual speaking Spanish and English I thought that was beautiful I was like mm. this is amazing um and my partner and I we were playing the game over the weekend um mm. not into the Spider-Verse but uh the Miles Morales game oh yeah and, for sure like it was amazing and I love that representation they have all kinds of people in it you know and I think it's not hard to do, so I don't really understand why it's been so long just to get the representation that, you know, everyone deserves. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I really liked about Into the Spider-Verse was, like, that was the first time we're seeing, well, first of all, like, Miles Morales on the big screen. Yeah. And um, I really liked the kind of plot like the side plot where he was trying to get motivated to do his art yes I love that you see what I mean like I love yeah. that movie it, I think so far probably one of my favorite Marvel movies yeah it's a pretty good one I know a lot of artists uh really like that one and I, I definitely agree with them it's just it's just so stylistically beautiful and um Miles is mm -hmm. such a sweetheart as well and <laughs> He is. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of a lot of superhero movies they they always feature like 
I don't know, they're always like a brilliant scientist or brilliant martial artist, but then they never show them as artists. So like, yeah, exactly. Like, where's the person who just draws all day? Hey, like, (laughs) yeah, for sure. sure. Um, so yeah, on that, uh, different question I had was, uh, what power does art have in your community? Um, well, I am new to Toronto, uh, relatively anyway. This is going on my third year here, moving from Barbados. The art community in Barbados, honestly, I find that the art is not, um, at least by the quote-unquote normal people, uh, <laughs> or people who are not in the art world. Um, it isn't as important to them, but definitely the art art scene has grown since I've left, and it continues to grow. It It's gained popularity, and I really think that is important because I'm sure, like, growing up, you'd want to see that as a kid, like, in your own community, right? If you are interested, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I got interested by the people around me, and I was lucky enough to be around people who were in the creative industry. So I I just think that um, art does have a lot of power, you know? Um, so I think we should show it off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so the next question sort of in relation to that was, uh, how has art helped you fight societal norms? Ah, that's an interesting one. I don't know if, hmm, fight societal norms. Well, in Barbados, at least, I find that, um, they, when they think of an artist, like when you think of a cosmetologist, you think of a, a female or a cis female at least. And, uh, you know, when you think of a doctor, some people automatically go to a cis male. But um, in Barbados, at least, they think of a cis male as a artist. So coming, like saying that I'm an artist um, and I want to do that for a living, you know, my parents have always been very supportive because my dad's an artist, my mom's an artist. And... Mm -hmm. um, I am an artist and they they've always pushed me in that direction but other people they're like oh really okay um so I guess how art has helped me fight that societal norm I show them like hey yeah I can do it too it's not it's not revolutionary I'm just just happen to be (laughs) (laughs) I just happen to be a woman (laughs) yeah for sure yeah (laughs) Um, so the next question I had was, uh, what do you feel your piece says about healing, love, and moving forward from trauma? Okay, well, my art piece, uh, by the title itself, is growth, right? And um, I feel like moving forward from trauma, the trauma of 2020, may it have been just COVID-19 or um, the Black Lives Matter movement and um, any other movement that you identify with, right? Um, I feel like the piece is saying, like, you can grow from that. Hence her her very 
calm <laughs> demeanor and you know the the leaves and the flowers and the vines growing around her I imagine that it's like I said before it, you can't have flowers without rain so you can't you can't grow without having a little bit of hurt you know so I think that moving forward and like with self-love even you can definitely grow from that trauma and learn from it and be better because of it. So I think that my piece um, really shows that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I was wondering, uh, what does your artwork say about the society and culture we live in today? So this art piece represents the um, recognition of mental health and the acceptance of the problems that we have with mental health and growing from our issues and dealing with them and letting people know that you don't have to hide it and mental health issues are actually more common than we realize it's just they they've been kind of pushed to aside I find in uh, past years but I definitely think now is more of it's more accepted and recognized as a problem to be fixed you know right so I I think that's what it is (laughs) yeah for sure um so the next question I have for you is how might your interpretation of your art as a creator be different from someone who is viewing your work for the first time like for example someone who's familiar with race and gender inequalities maybe someone who's unfamiliar with race and gender inequality or maybe if a child saw it um how would how would you th- how would you hope for how would you think maybe they would interpret your art if um, they just saw it? Okay, well, um, I'll try and go through the eyes of the child because I, I I really love kids. Um, if a kid saw this, I I have a feeling they'd be like, oh look, it's a pretty picture. But um, <laughs> I hope that they would feel some sort of calm and try and really identify with the character like I said it kind of looks like a fairy she kind of looks like a fairy and when I think of fairies I don't know I grew up with like Winx Club and um Witch so uh, oh I love I love both I of those. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like, through the eyes of a kid I would hope you know they may not um see what we see or what I had hoped for it like to show representing representing growth in like your self-love and uh trauma they may see oh it's just a pretty pixie and you know I'm okay with that and I think art is open to interpretation by the viewer it's not if I only made art for myself I wouldn't post it online you know um Mm -hmm. so I I definitely I I would leave it open you know I would I would hope that they feel a sense of calm and tranquility. But if if they have, you know, they think it's a really cool fairy too, I'm cool I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why is it important to create art that reflects your communities and who you are as a person? Hmm. Um I think it's important to create art that reflects my community, um, especially being from the Afro-Caribbean or West Indian community. I I want to have more representation for that specific group of people because 
you know, we're, we're not, there's not a lot of us, realistically, if you look, <laughs> if you, if you think about it, even ge- geographically, like, there's not a lot of um, West Indians. Um, but I, I would want that, I, I, I would create art for us, you know, because I want, I want us to feel seen and represented and I I would want I want like a child to look at it and be like hey she looks like me or her hair looks like cotton candy and so does mine you know like I don't (laughs) I don't um, I don't want it to just be oh it's a girl so the girl is you know me and I want it to be like oh my gosh mom look at her hand her hand looks like mine it's two-toned you know or I want that Mm -hmm. her braids look just like how I got mine done last week you know I I I want I think it's important to create that um because seeing yourself in like media and art it is it's lovely because it's some it's someone else's reflection of the world and if you can see yourself in someone else's reflection of the world and and normally it's beautiful I think that is very important, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, representation is so important. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, Do you feel that being an artist is respected in today's society? Um, yeah, I believe so. Uh, Well, at least I think it's getting there, you know? I think that being an artist today, I think it's more glorified than people actually realize because it's a struggle, you know, like uh, creating art and hoping that someone will like it and then therefore they would, you know, support you. Um, but I do believe it is respected uh, or at least getting closer to being respected as a proper profession, you know, for, for um, normal society. Okay. Um, Because the next question I had was, uh, do you feel that there are different standards for being an artist of color? I feel so. Yeah, I actually really do. Um, It's actually a double standard, in my opinion. Um, I think that you're expected as a person of color who is an artist to create political um, art all the time. And some days I don't want to create political art all the time. Um, I just want to make a really pretty lady or I want to make a fairy or can I draw a puppy, you know? Like, (laughs) I think that there is a different standard for artists of color and that's how you grow as an artist. Don't get me wrong. I love showing my activism in my art, but I think that being an artist of color color and um, especially a black artist I think there's a lot of pressure from the art community and the black art community um, to show your activism through your art Um, so this is a similar question sort of related and says uh, what barriers need to be addressed for artists of color to thrive in today's society um that's a good question too. Um, hmm. 
I'm not entirely sure. I think there are different ones if you are going to ask like a uh, um a male artist of color. I think it's different for for them or a LGBTQ plus um artist of color or a non-binary artist and I think that is different because like I said um in my previous question um the standards of being an artist of color are different than just being an artist alone. You're, you're, you can see your color first unless they see your art first. And I feel, I feel like sometimes they expect certain things. Um, and if not, you don't thrive. So I feel like you have to know your audience and know what they want in order to thrive. So the next question I had was, uh, do you believe your personal and or cultural values and beliefs influence your artwork? Ah, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I do believe that they influence my artwork a lot. Um, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm religious. Um, I, I identify as agnostic, but mm-hmm. I believe that my art, I, I, I show my spirituality in that way. Like I, I very much so um, think that my culture comes off in my art because I, I create characters that are Bayesian, so Barbadian and Black, and um, there are, like, I drew some influencers from Barbados, you know, um, and th- they they definitely influence my art, you know, like, I draw a lot of people, like, on the beach, or, you know, <laughs> it, it, it yeah. depends. I know that's a really bad example, but, you know, I I, I really think that my art is influenced a lot by my culture um and I I do it for another young person who wants to who is from Barbados or the Caribbean um to see hey she's doing it I think I think I would be pretty cool at doing it too you know I think that that influences my art okay for sure um so the next question I had was, uh, do you believe that a creator's artwork is an extension of themselves? Like, could someone look at your artwork and feel like they have connected with you and your values? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I believe I am definitely an extension of my, of my art and not the other way around. I, I've, so do you know the artist Her, H-E-R? I don't think I've heard of them before. Oh, okay. Well, she's a she's a recording artist, and for the first year or so into her career, she never showed her face. Okay. And like she would always be in silhouettes, and when she was like on stage and stuff, um, like you couldn't see her face. And then like that, her her um, the acronym H E R is having everything revealed. So she said that she wanted to have her art be shown first and be loved first. And then not just for her face, you know, because there is something called pretty privilege, Mm -hmm. you know, people have it. Um, 
it's just it's just yeah, a thing, sure. you know. <laughs> there is privilege, right? Um, so I believe that my art is an extension of me. I want people to see my art first, and then be like, "Whoa, this is really cool!" And I can see that mm-hmm. you've done this, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When they are able to talk to me and connect with me, um, I think that I think it's definitely an extension of myself, and vice versa. <laughs> For sure. Um, so the next question I have is, how has being a person of color influenced your decision to do art? Hmm. I I think it I think it had a, a lot to do with um, wanting to see more people like me in the art scene. I I wanted to at one point do a, a gallery that is to be. To be seen. <laughs> uh, because I, of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. <laughs> I definitely would love to do an art gallery. Um, but I think being a person of color, I wanted to see another artist that was that looked like me. You know, and I, I study art right now at OCAD, and we're studying, like, uh, Michelangelo and like Frida Kahlo, which honestly, she's amazing. And I'm not saying anything else, but I, there isn't a black artist that has made quote unquote history, you know, or at least that I've yeah. about in school. So I may not be revolutionary, but I think that in my little community, you know, I, I want to influence, you know, like I said before, like a little kid, like if they say, oh, mom, she looks like me. I wonder what the artist looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I decided to do art as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, uh, what is the most empowering thing for you being an artist of color? Uh, the fact that I can give <laughs> the wow factor to someone else. Um because it's something that's lived in my head and I've managed to manifest it on a screen or paper, you know, like I've made something in my head come to life. And that's very empowering. <laughs> and like I said, I create people to look like me and a black Afro-Caribbean slash West Indian woman. I, I definitely create a lot of um, Caribbean women in my art and um that's very empowering to me you know i i I want to be able to show show this to my daughter one day or you know i i'd love to mentor someone at some point in my life and yeah (laughs) yeah for sure um where do you see your art career going in the future maybe Thinking past the pandemic, let's assume at some point in the future the pandemic will end. <laughs> oh, God, that would be great. <laughs> um, I would love to eventually create my own space for artists. Like, have I would love to own like a um, a building that I can turn into like this creative um, creative space. You know, I want like artists of all disciplines to be able to come in and just like kind of use it as like a hub 
you know, like come in and there's like a little cafe and then upstairs I have like my agency or something. That'd be really amazing. I would love to have a place where I can do design and illustration and have people, like-minded people, you know, I would really, that's where I see my career going and that's kind of where I want to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, So would you be doing your sort of own art business or would you want to be working more with other people in like other companies in the future or? Um, A bit of both, actually. I would like to, I would like to do my own stuff and I would like to collaborate with other artists. Um, But right now, I think the best thing for me is to work with a company that, um, that I think I can grow in and then branch off, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like get some experience, like more experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, so the last question I have for you is, what advice would you give to the next generations of artists of color? Hmm. I would advise you to follow your dreams. And even though things may not work out the first, second, or third time, try a fourth time, you know? Um, I would tell them to make what you want to see, even if it's not there already. And speak through your art. You can show your activism in any way. It doesn't have to blatantly be like the most powerful thing but there's also power in the fact that you can make something you thought about come to life I think you know I think that um, representation is amazing in a way of activism you know that's going against what quote-unquote the norm is and um I think that's the advice I'd give to another generation, like do what you want to see in your community, in your, in your circle, you know? Yeah. Kind of like be the change you want to see in the world kind of a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has been brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. This podcast was produced by Melanie Lam with the support of Funa Robusoye and Neha Saxena.